and hope is hard to find. A new collection of real-life stories from Fox News's Harris Faulkner reveals how salvation came when it was needed most. Faith still moves mountains. Miraculous stories of the healing power of prayer. Order now at foxnewsbooks.com. Listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, breaking news as it happens, what it means, and why it matters. Uh, Kevin McCullough, and here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Obliterating confusion, amplifying truth, and pursuing clarity. Kevin McCullough, now. All right, we got a lot to get to on this Monday of a very short holiday week, uh, and there's uh, big news to discuss. We'll take a look at the markets. Scott Martin will be here. Dr. Gina Loudon a little bit later on. Also, Stephen Moore on some economic realities. But we start with that special counsel story. Andy McCarthy in the house. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. Stay here. Binge thinking. Kevin McCullough. Something interesting is happening with this. Kevin McCullough, let me start with you. I found this thing at townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The big dog has come out of nowhere. Kevin McCullough. I just want to help people think. Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. Yeah, he's playing the role as, uh, as well as anybody could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, now that we've got, you know, a semblance of what the next Congress is going to look like. And even if Herschel wins in Georgia, which I'm, I'm hoping for, and I want you to get out and, and work for him, if you're in Georgia especially. Uh, but but I'd, like to, I'd like to get that seat. But even if we do, they still have the 50-50 with the tiebreaker cackles Kamala uh, ready to uh, cast her vote uh, on whichever side she's going to pick, <laughs> the Democrats. Uh, and that's going to go that direction for the next two, uh, two years. However... Uh, we do have the House solidified, and that means that a lot of interesting things may begin happening on the House side. The Biden administration made a move of its own last week uh, with uh, Merrick Garland appointing a prosecutor by the name of Jack Smith to, be ta- to become special counsel uh, to take over the Trump investigations. Uh, and so what does it all mean? Let's turn to one of the most respected former prosecutors in the country. Andy McCarthy rejoins us, a senior fellow at National Review and uh, writing, of course, weekly in the New York Post as well. Uh, Andy, it it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because I've heard fr- from people, uh, particularly of the Democrats, I mean, within seconds, Barbara Streisand was complaining on Twitter about how uh, you know, the Republicans are just going to open up investigations into Hunter's laptop. And she goes, nobody cares. Uh, and I think that there would be some people that would like not to care because it would obviously uh, possibly mean that the people that were leading their favored team did something wrong. Um, to to that end, you then saw this uh, Justice Department uh, spo- appoint the special counsel. Is this more of the same or are is there teeth to this? What do you make of the investigational season we're about to go into well kevin with respect to the special counsel i would say that it's more theater than anything else in the sense that a special counsel reports to the attorney general who reports to the president so they've set up this structure in order to create the illusion that uh garland and biden have nothing to do with the trump investigation but you know it's just it's a politically fraught investigation and they run the executive branch, um, uh, Trump does, and, and Garland runs the uh, Justice Department. 
the all of the power in the executive branches reposed in the president. Jack Smith, the guy who they brought in to be the special counsel, he gets his power from the president. You know, he doesn't have any power on his own. So the idea that, you know, they're detached from this uh, is ridiculous. But I don't think it has any more teeth than it already did. The, the thing that matters in that probe is how strong the evidence is. But I don't think anyone's deluded into thinking that the people who are going to make the call are not going to make the call, Biden and Garland. I just think it's fascinating that uh, Garland, who adamantly refuses to appoint a special counsel for the Hunter Biden and the Biden family investigation, where he has a clear conflict of interest, to say that he has such a conflict in connection with Trump that he just had to appoint a special counsel, I thought was pretty amusing. Yeah, that is funny. Well, um, so what do you think the the what's the what's the game of chess being played here? It just seems like the whole Mar-a-Lago thing has just died, hasn't it? Well, no, I think what's happened, Kevin, is that they're in court, you know, so they're now uh, they've gone from the district court in Florida to the 11th Circuit. And as a result of that, it's not in the interest of either uh, former President Trump's side or the Justice Department to be playing this out in the media anymore because they both hope that the 11th Circuit is going to rule in their favor and it's just going to infuriate the court uh, if they do that. So sure. I think everybody's had, had a motive to be uh, on there. I mean, if you want to lose in court, go run off the mouth about the, yeah, yeah, about yeah. the case in the, in the newspapers, right? So I think they're on their good behavior because they're hoping to get a good outcome. What do we know about the 11th Circuit? What is it composed of? It's a, it's a pretty conservative court. And um, Trump, uh, I, I think, put a number of the, maybe even the majority of the of the members on that court. But the panel that has the case so far, which is, I think is comprised of two Trump judges and a Bush judge or, you know, one Bush, one Obama and one Trump. But in any event, they've already ruled against Trump um, on the, the Mar-a-Lago issues that are in front of them which is it basically goes to the issue of whether there should have been a special master appointed and whether the Justice Department shouldn't have been able to use the uh, classified documents that they that the FBI found uh, in furthering their investigation. The court was not sympathetic uh, to Trump on those things. But I don't think it has – in this instance, I think it's the, the law is pretty clear. The law of the 11th Circuit is pretty clearly against what, what uh, President Trump – would like to see happen. And I think that's the basis um, for the way the rulings have gone. I also think that, you know, I mean, they have access, the Justice Department does, to the documents that they need to investigate their case. So he's not going to stop them. He's not going to be able to stop them from investigating the case. And I think they'll bring it, but they'll bring it at a time that it's politically propitious for them to bring it. Yeah, so somewhere between now and November of 2024. <laughs> is, yeah, is I think the, the thing right. is that um, as long as he's a viable Republican candidate, uh, you know, the Biden administration would like to see Trump involved in the campaign because they think that that makes chaos for Republicans and it might scare some Republicans out of the race who could uh, who could beat Biden. Um, and then if Trump gets the nomination, they can indict him anytime they want. So. You know, I think they're just it, this is going to be politically gamed out, I think. 
Okay, interesting. So let's switch uh, topics back to the the, the laptop just briefly. Um, Jim Jordan wants to open up investigations. Um, Where do you see that going? Well, I think if I were they, what I would do is make it clear to the public that what's going on here is millions of dollars went into the Biden family coffers from foreign sources and that any average American who wanted to get a job in the executive branch in order to get a security clearance, you know, if you had a, the kind of a job that required a security clearance like, you know, Biden has, um, yep. you would have to fill out a book length form, which in government parlance, I think is called the SF-86. I can tell you this because I used to have the security clearance. So it's a, it's a painful process. But you have to you have to tell the government every single foreign contact you have foreign association, foreign money coming in, foreign money going out, or money going out to foreign entities, not just for yourself, but for close family members. And the experience (laughs) of the government is that you, the reason they require this is because the way people can get blackmailed by foreign governments often has to do with, um, you know, entities that are tied to foreign governments getting their mitts into, you know, people in your family and that sort of thing. So, the point being, this isn't to say that Biden necessarily committed a crime. It's not clear. You know, a lot of the stuff that we've heard of happened when he was out of office. But what did these foreign entities think that they were buying? Um, and how much money was it? And how involved was Biden in it? We're entitled yeah. to know that because this is like basic national security. If the, if the president of the United States has financial ties to governments, some of which are hostile to the United States, We're entitled to know that. You'd think so. Well, Annie McCarthy, I appreciate you breaking it down for us. Thank you for being with us, and have a happy Thanksgiving. You too, Kevin. Thanks so much. Be well. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Uh, Mr. Uh, Economy himself, Stephen Moore, will weigh in on us. Uh, What are we looking at uh, heading into the year end through the holiday cycle, and what uh, ramifications will it have to you? We'll talk with him about that momentarily here on Kevin McCullough Radio. 